I could have stayed in Cuba and I could have had a better life. But no, I come to America to get locked down by Joe Biden. This is nice. Sad. Cool. Yeah. Can you have uh, have have Joe Biden telling Tony Montana to wear a mask? And what would Tony Montana say back? <laughs> okay. Here's how it goes. Ready? <laughs> Tony, come on, man. You got to wear the mask. <laughs> Tony, it's just this little mask. Got to wear the mask, man. <laughs> got to wear the mask. Joe, you know, I think about your mask. I'm going to tell you what I think about your mask. I think my mask is going to sue your mask in Alaska, okay? That's what I'm thinking about your mask. If you want to wear the mask, get down in your basement and wear the mask, okay? But don't. But don't come over here to my town and tell me to wear a mask, okay? Oh, I like yeah. that. Look at the bad guy, okay? Oh, yeah, all right. Take a look. I'm the guy without the mask. That's okay. That's yeah, okay. I'm the guy without the mask. That's fine. From Chicago, Illinois, the home of dysfunctional government and the highest homicide rates in the nation, this is the Fireworks Brigade, starring Johnny Starr and Ron the Banker. This pyro podcast is all about the people and the passion of fireworks and is sponsored by Star Fireworks in Fargo, North Dakota. And now, here's Johnny Star and Ron the Banker. In the word, Brian, what is this job all about? Fire. always get the better introduction. I do. <laughs> I noticed that. I I completely noticed that. Like, Here's Johnny. Yeah, it's, well, it's what I See, noticed. because, it, it, you know, you could have um, probably gone along with me and said Ronnie the banker, but no, you want to be Ron the I banker. I guess. Well. You know, I mean, I understand it's more professional. I, You know, when I'm 80 years old and you're 80 years old, Johnny's still going to make me younger than you. <laughs> so that's it. So I didn't know that's how that worked. Well, yeah. I think it's... I think it's more just a function of you know Johnny Carson, obviously. Um, here's yeah, Johnny, I, I, and I'm sure that's how my my mother named me. She's <laughs> like, "Here's Johnny," and that was how it came out. And you know? he just popped out with a cigarette out, yeah. in one hand and a glass of scotch. Yeah, in the other. They, they weren't <laughs> expecting that. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> no, I don't drink scotch. Maybe vodka. And Only when you're with the Dominator guys. Yeah, the Dominator guys. I got to drink a little scotch. But mm-hmm. I had a nice lunch with the Dominator guys. Uh, oh, when during PGI. Oh, okay. uh, went out to the Wild Rice Inn, and uh, so that was real nice. I sat with uh, the two mats, you know. Was that and Not the, the two mats, Ed, Ed and the other Matt. Ed's the guy we had on the podcast, yep, right? Yeah, on the podcast. He is now vice president of Ooh. the NFA. Of the NFA. Not of NFA, yeah. He's a vice president, so that's uh, good news for him, and congratulations. Yeah. He uh, became um, vice president when uh, Gary Hansen passed away. Okay. And I also um, had a nice visit with the uh, Gary Hansen's uh, uh, wife Georgia and uh, her daughter, uh, his daughters, and uh, the grandson and stuff came out to the store. So that was yeah. real nice. Well, and we sat nice. around and talked a little bit, you know. <clears throat> and um, yeah, it's a shame because Gary had just uh, recently retired down to Florida, sold the company, was going to retire down to Florida, and okay. then you know he got uh, COVID and um, he passed away. So oh it was really? Kinda, yeah, kind of sad for him. Oh, and um, he never even got a chance to use the Florida. I think he went down there once because it was still underneath like a VRBO 
contract, so he really? couldn't even use it. And then this happens. Not that it's funny. I'm just saying that. No, it's shame it's that sad, he. Yeah. yeah, he he. But he was really looking forward to it. I had got a chance to we we both really got a, a long chance to talk to everybody at the last NFA because there was not that many people. That there. was the spring. The NFA spring one, in Georgia. So it was really nice because we had no customers to talk to, so we all kind of talked amongst right. e- e- ourselves. It was right before COVID. Yeah, right before COVID, or right during COVID. Well, it was, it was, it like was n- April, and then it no, was, uh, and then March was COVID. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. April. It was before all the big lockdowns. Before right? the big lockdowns, yeah. 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 So, um, but that was uh, fun. So at least we did get a nice chat with uh, yeah. Gary, and um, you know, and stuff, and talked to him a little bit more than we have because of just being busy. When's the fishing trip? Uh, well, I told uh, I told Ed, Ed. Uh, that. Uh, you know, he um he's he gotta get the, he's gotta get to Cabo and uh and pay for the fishing boat, you know. Uh-huh. He laughed. And uh, but he does want me to come down to the Ozarks, which I would love to come down to the Ooh, Ozarks. I love the show. Because he lives very close to there. Uh but you know, timing is everything and it's right. hard to get down there. But I would really um I'm gonna check into that maybe in uh maybe mid September. Yeah. You know, uh if after it's still, NFA. Yeah, if it's still warm in the Ozarks, which I believe it is. Oh, I, think I just so, don't yeah. know hundred percent. How the weather is down there. I mean, I know it gets cooler, but I don't think it gets as bad as is uh, our area. I'm geographically challenged. Is that Missouri? Missouri, oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. good. All right. So um, I would like to get down there. They got a nice boat down there, and I love to. And there's bars and restaurants along the Ozarks. And he even told me that because I said I really love the movie Ozarks, I think it's well, called. It's a TV show. TV show. It's Ozark, actually. But it's not even filmed in the Ozarks. It's oh, no. filmed in another lake. He told me where it was filmed. But he said the Ozarks are just a blast with all the bars, restaurants, and everything. Yeah, you know. So I do want to get down there and check it out. So well, I that's may, your I kind may of place. That. Yeah, well, sounds I, like a putting bars, bag. restaurants, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and boats is all you know. And and boats would be number one, and then restaurants, and then bars would be number three. It's yeah. not like yeah, I'm an yeah. alcoholic, but. When in Rome, do as the Romans. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, who, and who am I to go against that? You yeah, know? yeah. Bars, restaurants, and, and boats. Yeah, BB and R. Right? Yeah, so the, um, so the PGI was a success. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to ask me a lot of questions, so yeah. I'll let you fire away. PJ, but PGI was, nice. was in Fargo. PGI was in Fargo, so Damn. that was uh, very hectic for me. Those were like 10 a.m. days until... Two in the morning, right? Two thirty in the morning. By the time I get done, you know, getting the banks all set up for the next day and doing whatever, and then it would start bright and early at ten a.m. Only because I told them ten. If I told them nine, they'd be there right. at nine. Right. So I told everybody ten o'clock, and then I thought maybe a couple of days I could sleep in, and they were, you know, knocking down the door at ten. So right, and we um, talked about that before. It's not really. It's it's yeah. okay. It, I mean, it might be more lucrative maybe yeah. for you out there but it's not like a, a vacation right it's not yeah and the I guys mean, don't get a chance to go away you're you're, you're yeah we're stuck there so yeah. uh i mean like uh chase was running the chemical side uh from 12 o'clock so he'd get to star at like 9 30 10 and then mm-hmm. try and get some work done then you have to rush out to the chemicals at 12 right. we had two containers come in during the during the pgi you know in the mornings so that made it a little more hectic, and then and then at three thirty, I was basically leaving for the PGI to go because we still have to get some stuff out of the truck, the little truck that we had, and then also have to, um, you know, get the tables all set up and just you know go through the book and pull right. this order, pull that order, you know, get things ready. Right. Um, we did do. Um, we got rid of a lot of stuff, which worked out good. 
and uh, we got rid of a lot of the chemicals that were left to us. That uh, that uh, that member, PGI member, passed away and left us all his stuff. So okay. we were able to get rid of all that, you know. So, but it was a good PGI. I mean, it was a great PGI. Had a good time, and um, it, it and was you, perfect. You know, you never made it to go see Guns and Roses. <laughs> no, I, I never made it go see Guns and Roses. I'm still salty about that, oh. which leads me to believe my next question is: you know, Saturday night, they're or Saturday they're going to leave. Because they want to go to a football game on Sunday. Well, who's going to leave? Oh, for the NFA. For the NFA. Well, they want to leave Steve, on Saturday. Steve and Dino. Steve and Dino want to go to a football game. Right. They said and Joey and Diana want to go. No. Oh. And then I said, well, that's good. I said, well, me and Ron might want to go. Um, but but here's they don't my, have tickets for you. Well, here's my <laughs> dilemma. They're $300 a piece. So... Yeah. So I'm going to leave Saturday. I got to stay overnight in a hotel on Saturday night. I got to go see a football game for $300. Then I got to wake up early Monday morning to make sure I can drive from Cincinnati to Erie, which right. is like a five hour drive to make it to the PGI on, or the NFA on time. And um, the $300 was the big deterrent. And I, can you see these morons leaving the football <laughs> game at like halftime? Yeah, because well, you said they left the, the, the Guns N' Roses concert at 9. At 9, they left. Uh, and then they're like, who cares Axel's the time you leave? getting warmed up. And then I talked to another friend of mine. I said, were you at the Guns N' Roses concert? He goes, yeah, I was. He goes, no. I said, were you with Steve and Dino? He's like, no, no, I was front row because he always goes see every concert front row. He's a big concert guy. Right. And I'm like, how was the encore? That's all I want to know. He's like, oh, my God, Johnny, it was unbelievable. Well, yes. Yeah, I know. And yes, that's what it's called, an encore. encore. right. So when you think you're leaving four songs before, you're actually leaving nine songs before, okay? Oh, yeah, Number one. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, Bon Jovi played five encore songs. But I can understand you don't get to see the opening act. I can see you running a little bit late, whatever, traffic, parking. But I cannot see leaving no. a concert early. I cannot see no. leaving a baseball game early. No. And I can certainly not see leaving a football game early, even though we did do that in Cleveland. We did because, that the one time. Because yeah. they were all, but none of them wanted to stay anyway. So, right, right. And I'm not really into sports that much. But if I spend 300 bucks for a ticket, you better it, be sure is gonna be in that, that I'm going to be in that seat until the time goes. I, and I heard they're good seats. I was gonna say, for three hundred dollars, are we sitting on and, grass? And that, yeah, they said they're really good seats, but three hundred bucks. So basically, what happened was, Dino and Steve bought two each because they thought their girlfriends or and wives, whatever, would go with them. But oh. um, I guess they're not going to go. So now they had these two extra tickets, but that doesn't mean they're free. That just means that, you know, Dino said, I don't really care about the 300 bucks. Well, but that's still not fair. All I'm right. going to go, and you paid 300 mm-hmm. bucks legitimately, unless you got them from another one of my, you know, uh, vendors, and then, you know, then, you know, right. I got hosed again. But um, <laughs> what, I don't think that was the case. What about Joey and Diana? Did they so well, when I mentioned the $300 to them, they're like, oh, I know they're that expensive. I'm like, yeah, they're that expensive. And then they're also <laughs> staying a week later, because they're going to kind of hold, do the whole East thing. They're going to go to Niagara Falls. They're going to oh, okay. do kind of yeah. a vacation thing because it's his birthday that week. Okay. So, um, so I mean, do you really want to start off at a football game for 300 bucks? That's 600 bucks for the couple. Um, that's <laughs> certainly not in my budget, but, you know, if it's in theirs, whatever. But uh, So yeah. I said, you know what? I'm not going to – why do I need to leave on a Saturday? I can leave easily on a Sunday yeah. and not rush. 
you know, I don't want to leave Monday morning real early because I'm not no. an early morning person. I don't mind doing Sunday so I can get up, have a nice breakfast, do whatever I want, enjoy Erie. And then on the way home, I may stop in Cedar Point. That's more my style. Yeah, know? right, right. And then go visit, uh, you know, Miss Erica on her boat and uh, talk with her. Maybe check out a few rides and, you know, and call it a day. Well, yeah, so, I don't I don't need to go see a Cincinnati Bengals game, that's for sure. No, I mean, I I didn't think the tickets were $300 a piece. I thought maybe we must yeah. have got these tickets from somebody, but they're saying, no, no. we paid 200 bucks each. I'm like, oh, well, that's, wow. that's yeah. crazy well, well, for me. Good for them, but I mean, yeah, we could just yeah. drive up there. And so I told them I would let them know, and they're on their hiatus this week now on some lake house or whatever, so I don't want to bother and them. With, yeah, with Dino the, and Steve? Yeah, with the details, but... I'll just tell them that count us out for the 300 bucks each, you know. And um, Well, what are you going to do with uh, those tickets? Sell them, I guess. Well, they can sell them or um, they can give them to somebody. But I really don't. Even if they were free, I don't know if I want to incur the extra cost of the Saturday night stay, the Sunday night stay, the getting up early Monday morning stay. Right. I don't know if I want to do all that. Well, we're going to still be Sunday night, but we'll be Sunday night in Erie. Where yeah, we're supposed instead to be. of getting up early in the morning, leaving Cincinnati. Yeah, I know. And then, see, the bottom line is, if Steve and Dino don't make it, once again, here I am to put the pieces together, uh, as yeah, usual. To, to pick up the slack. You know, just like when they both were going to Guns N' Roses. <laughs> well, yeah, that's great. You told me the night before, <laughs> and uh, that's perfect. But uh, once again, I was there to pick up the pieces. Yeah. Right. Now, had the tickets been given to me... I would have told the guy from Valley Cards, that's really great. Thank you for giving us the tickets. And then I maybe, you know, someone comes in and buys a nine-shot rack. I'm like, hey, you guys <laughs> want to go see Guns N' Roses? We'd love to go, but me, yeah. Steve, and Dino are behind the booth at PGI. We'd love to go, but we can't. You know? Just, just you know, give them away as a bonus for somebody yes, who buys a fireworks. Yeah, yeah, that would have been it. But instead, well, uh, but that was fun. They had a good time. <laughs> They listened to three songs and, and they had they enough. Yeah, you know. guns. That's not over till ten thirty or eleven at the yeah. earliest. Well, it ended like ten fifteen, which was, and they they were back to the party bus at nine. So you know, and they don't see what the big deal is. I'm like, well, the big deal is you took off tonight and you were done at nine, right? To go sit on a party bus. Yeah. So you know, some people would rather just drink than see the concert. Yeah. So my theory is, why don't you just rent a party bus like you did? And then just sit in the parking lot and listen to guns. Uh, anything of yeah. any of anything, like right. you know, just right. you know, hey, well, it's Friday. Uh, yeah. You know, the Bengals are playing. Let's go sit in the parking lot and sit in the party bus. Well, and I was having that discussion with somebody that I work with, a little bit different, but kind of the same thing. There's a low, and actually, you could probably see it from here where we're sitting. Ravinia. Oh yeah. There was an there was a an event at Ravinia, and I was talking to one of my coworkers, and they were sitting in the lawn. And I'm like, well, no, I want to sit in the pavilion. They're like, well, why? You know, but Ravinia is not like a typical outdoor place. You can't see the stage. No, you can't. No. Right. It's like people get cheese cheese and crackers, right? And they sit and they just listen to it. Yeah. But there's usually, I mean, it's, it's morphed into something more of a concert venue lately, but it used to be just for like symphonies and things like that. Yeah. But now, you know, but still. And I'm like, well, no. I said, if I want to listen to you know, a, a group, speaker, I can just sit in my car. I want to see them play. I want to yeah. see, yeah. you know, what's going on. I want to see what kind of drum set the guys got. That's what I want to do. I don't really want to sit in the lawn and just have I could and never. sit in a lawn chair. I and mean, then you're and then when you wind up talking to everybody in your thing, you're having wine. So now basically you just have a radio playing in the background. It's a, it's a picnic. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you're just having a picnic. So you're not even All paying right. attention to the music. And so, plus, yeah. you know, uh, big guys, uh, you know, lawn chairs are pretty. You know, it's. A, we don't like lawn chairs. So you're not doing the whole camping thing? No. <laughs> okay, gotcha. No, gotcha. no, no. Yeah. I, unless I got an industrial strength lawn chair. Okay, well, there you go. All right, 2021 season. Uh, containers, how many did you get after the fourth? I think we got 10. 10? 
Yeah. And the pyro slut came in. Pyro slut came in and pyro slut went. Yeah. <laughs> you sold them all at PGI. Yeah. No. But we do have one for an unboxed. Uh, you know what? That's what they're telling me. I think so. Did you get it? Did Joey drop it off? No. I thought you said it was going to be in uh, your father's garage. Or oh, no. It's I not there. No I got I to get a hold of Joey then. You got to get a hold of Joey, but I hope that it didn't wind up still on the truck and went back with Bob to... to um, to you're, Fargo because it would get they're killing get, me. Well, it would get on you know, and I'm, I'm gonna, still I'm waiting. Gonna, I'm gonna fa- I'm gonna text him right now. Yeah, and I'm still getting I'm still waiting for my painting. That's the thing I'm worried oh, yeah, about. Where's the painting? I, I said to Dino yesterday, did they did they ever deliver the container with the paintings? That's the only thing I'm really worried about. I don't really care less about Sky Lanterns at this point. I can't even right. sell them until next year. So yeah, we got uh, ten containers in after in? the Fourth of July. The painting isn't here yet. No, not yet. I mean, I don't know how long it takes to go from from uh, Missouri to um, Fargo, but whatever. You got to check with the Missouri people. I guess, but uh, right now nothing's going to get done because everyone's on vacation time. Yeah, well, you know, did, um, did the um, at the PGI was everybody worried about? I mean, did everybody talk about the shipping issues and stuff like that? Yeah, it's it's a big concern. Uh, it's a and it's getting to be even worse. Now, you know, not to put a negative spin on things, but when I was on the phone with somebody, um, they got a call, and I heard them swearing and yelling in the background, and they said they just got a call saying that there's going to be a $13,000 peak surcharge (coughs) starting September 1st. $13,000. Now, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, you know, because I really can't base nothing on it yet other than what the guy told me, and I heard him swearing and hollering right. over the phone. So, wow. Um, on top of the. On top of the 34000 So the you're bloated, talking the about. Bloated, uh, yeah. That you already paid. So you're talking about $47,000 for a fireworks container. That's way more than the fireworks. Way cost. more than the product. And I don't care, and I've said it before, I don't care how big or small the company is. It ta- It's taken me many years to build up. Um, through many years to build up an inventory that we have. Right. And it took me a right. long time to add up or get a variety of what we have. You know, because every year you got, well, I got 15 cases of that. It stays on the list, but it's not going to last, but I'm going to buy more of this or more of that, you know, and then some right. stuff's a repeated item. So you buy it. So I don't know uh, all the orders, like me and Steve had talked about on the last podcast. Um, we put these orders in in April and we said, yeah, give us our. Give us our 2021, which I I basically got now. Give us our 2021. Here's my 2022 order. But there's no way, and I'm saying it right on you know the air here. There's no way that I can physically afford to sell to bring in that many containers. The only way I can see it is if I keep turning and burning. And that's if people keep paying right. and I keep selling. But there's going to come a time in the winter time when nobody's buying. Because right. if they're not buying now, they're not going to be buying in January. They're probably going to wait till spring. And I don't know how I'm going to get through that that area of time. Right. So, and because, like, once again, it's it's a lot of money, all new money. We didn't collect it last year. And that's what people don't understand. They're like, well, you got the money from last year. But, no, the money from last year is not enough to cover double freight costs, you know. No, exactly. You, and, you, you uh, charge. And double for what? The appropriate they, freight costs. And cost. double of already doubled. Right. So when stuff were coming at the end of the year, yeah, we raised the price, but at some point we had to cap it. And right. then at some point I said, well, we can still dollar cost average because the freights that came in before November were at 14000 and then out are 28000 So 
So immediately what I've been doing, because I see on my list here, what have you been doing? Well, I'll tell you what I've been doing immediately <laughs> after July 4th. Pulling out your hair. Yeah, be, at the minute after July 4th or July 5th, I said, no, uh, no longer take any order for fireworks. Immediately get rid of all the back orders. If they're not staying on the back order list. They're going to get off the back orders. We're not going to take any more orders after July 5th. Give me about a week. Give me two weeks, whatever I need to assess this, uh, assess the situation and make the and adjust the price list. So instead right. of me, you know, uh, right away jumping into yeah. the bills of the of the uh, of the firework season and getting everyone paid off and getting none besides that, I had to immediately basically make a whole new price list, which I normally wouldn't do until January or February of, right. of next year. Mm -hmm. But this year we stopped it and we recapped everything. Right now the cost per CBM is $455 per CBM. And it used to so be... So that's cubic meter. Yeah. And it used to be at one time, um, you know, it was like 166 or something like that. I mean, it was... Um, and it just kept going up. And um, I mean, at one time it was two hundred five. Then it was one ninety seven. We had it at one ninety seven for a while. Then it was two hundred five. And now it's four. And now it's four fifty five. Four fifty five. Four fifty five. So uh, that's all in. And um, you're looking at um, and 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 even that is lower because you know if you do thirty four thousand divided by sixty eight brings it to five hundred, and you know you're not getting. So you're really getting about sixty six. CBM, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, so it's, it, it really now can be actually raised up to 500 a CBM because 507 if you do 66 and that's all in. So you're talking about a lot of money. So I don't care how big the company is because you got to look at this. The bigger companies, how much money did they lose last year by not getting their containers? Yeah. So they lost 10, 15 million dollars. <laughs> we know what we lost. So they lost maybe 10 million, whatever. So now that's, so that's 10 million less in their bank account. And now you double the cost of their freight. Right. And they got all these containers that didn't come in from 2021, so they want to clear those out. To, they need anything. It doesn't matter. Call it whatever year you want to call right. it. Right. So any containers they got ready in China, they're going to want to move. And now you'll be paying $34,000, $32,000 a container. And uh, I don't know how anyone's going to be able to afford to do that. I don't know. So um, there's going to be a few things. You know, either going to get out of wholesale business, which is – you know, well, that'll crush all the little guys. Crushes the little guys. Uh, my prediction is this: a guy with a lot of money, a guy with a lot of money, or a guy that has means to a lot of money, could capitalize on this. Just corner the market. But then again, what will he be capitalizing on? Because I think by time inflation hits, you know, if a guy comes in with a thousand dollar budget, he gets two thirds of the fireworks for that thousand dollar budget. Then really, basically, you all you only need two thirds of your inventory, right. and if you got a lot of people who got their containers in after the Fourth of July, smaller people they're not they're not in wholesale, they're not buying anything till next year, and they're not going to be buying anything because they got their containers in after the Fourth of July. Yeah. So it, it's a scary situation. Uh, I told the Chinese people we're going to reassess the situation in January, and I'm going to tell you guys what's made, ship it. It's not made, cut it off unless shipping's went down, and then I'll continue to go any so, chance it would go down um well who's how are these prices getting raised by whom 
steamship companies. Yeah. Just uh, shortages, there's, supply and demand. There's a there's an article here. Why don't you open up to this page? I'll read a little of it. I don't I don't want to bum you out, but well, no, it's so uh, it's uh, right here. I'm on top of it. The one with the picture of the ship on it right here. It's like ten pages in. So, and this was just today, August twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. The headline is cargo ships are again idling off jammed Southern California ports. Container ships are stacking up again off Southern California's jam ports as a flood of imports and log jams and domestic logistics networks hit operations at the biggest U.S. gateway for seaboard trade. 37 container ships were anchored off the adjacent ports of Los Angeles and Long, Long Beach in recent days, uh, the highest number since February when there was 40 ships that waited there. Mm-hmm. So uh, hundreds of thousands of boxes of, of goods um, bound for manufacturers and retails as U.S. businesses hustle to restore inventories. I went shopping yesterday because Pauline was busy, and I just needed a case of water for my office. There's no bottles of water in the store. I'm really? Like, yeah. What store did you go to? Went to a Mariano's. Oh, wow. That's it was, unusual. I mean, uh, you know, uh, leaders of two ports say the armada of cargo ships is due to surging volumes and unpredictability in global supply chains caused by the COVID-19 pandemic and exacerbated by shippers pulling holiday season imports forward to avoid delays later. Some shippers, and this reminds me of you, some shippers have sought alternatives to ocean carriers. These these challenges have been leading to significant delays and additional logistics costs, particularly as we've been making more use of air freight. Adidas AG Chief Chief Executive Casper Rorsted said in a recent earnings call. So they've been considering... Shipping everything air freight, but you can't do that with fireworks. You can't do that with fireworks. Yeah. yeah. So uh, last year, the two ports moved a combined record 17 million 20 foot equivalent units or TEUs of containers, despite a COVID related slump in the first half of 2020. This year, the ports are forecast to surpass that and move a combined 19 million TEUs, he said. The crush of imports is overwhelming Southern California warehouses driving up rents and making space harder to find. Last month, the two main railroads carrying containers, and we've talked about the railroad mm-hmm. issues, the two main railroads carrying containers from the ports temporarily restricted shipments from the West Coast into Chicago because boxes were piling up at their Midwestern hubs as containers arrived faster than they could be switched for onward transport. Okay, so, you know, once again, they give it a nice thing, but what has to happen? You well, either, they're just reporting what's happening, yeah. Yeah, but you, you have to get the L.A. people and Long Beach people back to work. If you need more people, you got to hire more people. Well, they said there that they moved more than ever in history. You don't believe that? No, not at all. Okay, well, and that's, that's what made... Cause they're, it, working at 30, they're working at uh, 40% when I was there in April. Yeah. So, yeah, they might be moving more with less people, but, I, I, but they're still not moving them. Right. You know what I mean? So... You got to get everyone back to work. They got this mask mandate again in California. I don't know what they're going to do because they're still letting people just like lull around, not working. Either right. you get vaccinated, you get back to work, or you right. don't get back to work, or you say we got to hire more people. But nothing is being done by any administration. Let all this pile up. And then I I love when you know when one of them said you know I don't know a few months back on the news that they don't get into. Private companies, you know, even with the terrorist uh, blackmailing. I think it was Biden. Yeah, well, we don't get into, you know, we don't get into the, the, uh, you know, to. um, They hacked into the gas line or something. And, you know, and said, we don't get into uh, (laughs) private owned businesses. That's amazing. They don't get in because they're always in my back pocket no matter where I turn around. So, you know, banks are privately owned, but yet uh, they're involved in there. Right. So I don't know. It's just that 
you know, there's, I always tell people there's no problems. There's only solutions. So yeah, right. we're reading about it. What are you doing about it? Right. And something needs to be done. Because, something needs to be done. I mean, the price of everything is just skyrocketed to uncontrollable yeah. depths. And and the Chinese government should step in and say something to those steamships, which they own them, because if they don't, there's going to be, their factories cannot produce since goods are not moving. And people are at, at some point, just like me and everybody else, um, on the fireworks side, we're going to stop buying, you know. Well, yeah, you have to. The other people, the freight goes up, you pay more money. Right. It's a reincurring right. thing. But we have a seasonal business, right. so we have to buy now and get paid later. And I don't see how any fireworks company <coughs> without a lot, a lot of resources and money are going to be able to pull this off. So did you, oh, Joey responded. Or why they would want to, to be honest with you. In, in uncertainty like this. Joey's got my pyro slut. Oh, that's and good. He's the man. There you go. Well, that's good. All right. Tom, we're on a podcast right now talking about him. Might get another listener. They always seem to listen when we talk about them, you know, so that's good. All right. So, and then, but, and then I don't know if you heard about this. This was another thing that came up. This is another article uh, from the LB, LBP News Journal, Business Journal. The partial closer, closure of a China port is expected to cause delays at the port of Long Beach, which already is facing a backlog of ships amid one of the busiest cargo months of the year, according mm-hmm. to executives. Operations at the, and maybe you can pronounce this, Meidong Container Terminal in Ningbo Zhuzhan Port in China yeah. were halted Wednesday Zhuhan. after a worker tested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah, so they get one worker, covid and they shut the whole port down. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, don't they work outside? I mean, seriously. I, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's so frustrating. And yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, you just cannot. I, I, and nobody sees anything wrong with this. You just can't keep shutting businesses down. You can't, no. keep, can't keep shutting commerce down. Uh, how much, did, you know, I mean, you know, we've heard this before, you know, the cure may be worse than the disease itself. And it's well, right. It seems to be doing that. I, you know, I was thinking about this in. And obviously, COVID is a bad thing. If anybody would know, it would be me. But um, it seems to have given people an excuse to be lazy. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, and I was because this morning, actually, it, it dawned on me because. You know, for a while there, for 60, 70 days, whatever it was, I mean, I was working from home because I was sick, right? And, but mm-hmm. I could still work. Luckily for me, I have the kind of job where I could just log on to my computer. But, um, you know, and I, was, I went to the gym this morning at 5. I came home, showered, and uh, got all ready and all that other stuff. And then, But my couch was just sitting there, and it's like 7 o'clock. And I'm like, man, I could just sit on the couch. Remember back, you know, 60 days ago when I would just sit there for, you know, Sit on the couch till nine, log onto my computer, have lunch at twelve, go back on the computer at one, and like three thirty, I'm on the couch watching Property Brothers. You yeah, know, yeah. and and so you're just like, well, but it's given a lot of people an excuse to just be lazy. Oh yeah, it, it has that, definitely done that. Yeah, and that's a sad part. Unless is, you have a good work ethic. Yeah, and that's a sad part. There's, um, it seems like it's really echoing a lot. Yeah. That's a sad part that there's um, a lot of people. And there's a lot of teachers that I know that are just, I hope the kids don't have to go back to school. This was great. I mean. Right. This was great. I I know that it's, you know, it's um, they're only worried about themselves as most people are. But 
you have to see big repercussions, and especially the teachers. If you really love your job and you're a teacher because you want to be and you want to help right. students, that is not the right attitude in my book. Right. You know, well, but what? Who? Who am I? Uh, yeah, and I know we're a fireworks podcast, but I mean, obviously, it's affecting every industry. Oh yes, it's and, a, and yeah. You and I are definitely not uh, collectors or aficionados or anything, but I know we both appreciate a good watch yes so uh, this was out of um watch time magazine uh june of this year 2021 it had a big thing about what what happened to the industry so i'll just read a couple excerpts uh with a surprisingly small decline of seven percent german retailers showed their resilience by quickly adapting to challenging constraints and capitalizing on their domestic clients so they have domestic clients they're okay Mm -hmm. other markets however were hit especially hard by the absence of tourists and recorded double-digit declines. USA, negative 24%. Now, this is watch sales. Mm-hmm. USA, negative 24%. UK, 26%. France, 19%. Who do you think is the biggest one? Italy. Hong Kong. Hong Kong, oh, yeah. Negative 53%. Singapore, negative yeah. 32%. Um, a dozen watchmaking companies have already filed for bankruptcy since the beginning of the crisis. A dozen. Wow. At the height of the lockdown in May 2020, Ludovic Valiant, the spokesperson for a convention of switch watchmakers employees, stated that of the 50,000 people working in businesses that are covered by collective labor agreements, 40,000 are currently on unemployment. So that's the guy who's in charge of the Swiss, Swiss watchmakers employees, right, and employers. And they got 50,000 employees, and 40,000 of them were on, uh, on unemployment. Unemployment, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually an interesting article. The largest watchmakers units sold, the biggest one is Swatch, believe it or not. Yeah. Now, see, the, yeah. you know, when I was talking to my watch guy, but he's in the used market, and he was saying the same thing. So, well, yeah, I've been in a, gr- a jewelry store, and there's yeah. no watches. And um, he's saying he can't find used watches. And he's paying way more than he should be paying because you can't replace it, just like automobiles. Right. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really, I mean, there's a, I would think with all the funny money going around, there's a lot of watches for sale. But when you got 40,000 watchmakers that are on unemployment, then obviously um, they're on unemployment and they're staying on unemployment because watch sales have declined. But watch sales right. have declined because they didn't have the products. So, I mean, um, because if that was the case, if there's that many available watches in Hong Kong, I think that some of these guys would, mm-hmm. would you know, well, they see they can't even travel to Hong Kong either. That's another thing. But I'm saying, right. but they would, you would think they'd still make deals with the Hong Kong people and get watches over here if they needed them. But I don't know. That's kind of I weird. don't know. I don't know. I mean, but shipping a watch is different than shipping a thing of fireworks. It's yeah. a little container, but. But there's not being that many watches made. So I, don't, I can't see how sales went down since. I mean, I can't see how sales went down in the United States because it seemed like a lot of people were buying anything in the United States. But uh, fine well, watches, maybe they just it couldn't could get them. Yeah, they uh, probably I mean, just couldn't get them. Made. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's not even. That would be the decline of sales, right. not because people weren't buying. It was a decline of sales because you couldn't get it. Because you couldn't get one, yeah. right. Yeah, just like you had a decline in sales because you couldn't I'm get sure it. I'm sure we had a decline, yeah, a huge decline in sales and fireworks because people just couldn't get it, you know. Right, right. So, and we talked a little bit about NFA, but let's just go through it. It's Monday, September thirteenth. That's in Erie, Pennsylvania. That's the spring or no, the fall expo. Yes. Uh, we're looking expo. forward to seeing our buddy Steve Hauser there. And uh, do you remember what happened last time in Erie? That's the origin of the good old shoot rooster. Oh yeah, that was that favorite bar that I went into. Yeah, I don't remember where. And that everybody was. was my height. <laughs> was that in Erie or was that in Butler? No, that was Erie. 
So where were Where's Butler? What's Butler? Wasn't Butler or was that the PGI in Butler? See, I get them all. No, this up. was Erie because I, I checked it because it was episode 52 or 53 mm-hmm. of, um, of our show, and it was, um, it was in Erie, Pennsylvania, and it was called Shoot Rooster. So that's where, oh, we, okay. that's where we learned about the Shoot Rooster. So, uh, But that's a great city, great location. It's going to be different. We talked about that. There's not going to be any Chinese companies there. But, no, no. But, you know, I mean, what do you... I you guess know? I'm doing a lot of announcing. I heard that. Oh, good. And well, then I guess I got a rep for a few companies or talk for a few companies. Did your buddy Ed so, tell you that? Um, no, uh, Bob Kellner sent me oh, an email okay. uh, a couple days and... Um, mm-hmm was talking to him, so uh, I said, yeah, we're going to do the announcing. That's fine. And also um, a couple different Chinese companies asked me that if I would right. do their announcing as so well. So the Chinese companies are just going to send their stuff over. Yeah, they got some. I guess some of them have some American uh, companies uh, repping for them. You know, like one guy's going to be sitting behind a booth for right. MC, and somebody else is going to be doing something for Raccoon. I th- I'm not really yeah. sure. Well, um, I didn't get asked. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, well, if you want to go, if you want to see... I mean, they have the demo schedule, seminar schedule. It's all on their website, so it's nationalfireworks.com. You go there, and then you can look and see what's going on. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much we want to get into it, but our, our beloved Nancy Blogin is gone. Yes, I, I heard that. In fact, I actually heard it from one of the Chinese people before I actually saw it, and then yeah. it came well, to me, well, I guess. Yeah, she sent out a very nice letter, and, um, you know, the, at the end of the letter, I continue. I will continue to strongly support and promote the NFA and its core values and purposes. I sincerely wish the very best for its leadership. As a member of the NFA, I wish for your for your tremendous success in the safety in our fireworks endeavors, and that you will continue to view our membership as unquestionably valuable. I will dearly miss my NFA friends, and hope you will keep in contact. I will have the same email address. So, but. Um, I think she mentioned here she can't even make it to the expo. It'll be she's just she doesn't want to go because she just um you know I yeah she, I don't know if she 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 left on I don't know if it was really good terms or whatever but uh, I mean you know according to what we heard I don't think it was really good terms and then but then somebody we got a follow up saying that letter went out was oh, wrong I didn't see or the something up. yeah I there didn't was see like any a, there was like a follow up that said that letter was well uh, not. We, well, we, I don't know what they we, said. We wish about it, we know? wish Nancy well, and we wish the NFA well, and uh, yeah, we hope to see everyone there. Um, you know, this uh, September thirteenth in Erie, yeah, and looking forward to it. I mean, even though the Chinese companies won't be there, it'll still be worth going because you'll be able to have discussions like we just had with regards well, to what what do you what what do we yeah, do for next? And year? then maybe maybe some people can put their heads together and say, hey, you know what. Maybe we can put some money together from a few different people. Uh, I mean, you know, the drop shipment program, um, as far as I'm concerned, you ought to drop ship the idea because, <laughs> you know, they're not going to have the money to fund it. You're going to be paying money to companies that you might not even get your merchandise and you might not right. even, even um, you might not get your merchandise and you might not get your money back. So I'd be very careful right. well, of yeah, that. It's very risky. Yeah, very risky. I mean, I paid back over $48,000 of my hard-earned money to people who gave me money up front. And, of course, I said, hey, we'll pay you back, or if you want to leave it on until next year. Now, most of them said, no, I'll take the money back, which I kind of figured they would. Um, some said, no, that's fine, but I want to show the um, you know my strength and say, nope, the money's yours. You gave it to me, and it's going back. 
But some companies are not allowed to do, you're not able to do that, you know, because the well, money's yeah. been spent. And then they're also got new bills coming in. So we did it. And we made some friends well, that way. Well, that's the way to do it. And that is a way to do it. But a lot of times during these times, um, so, and if you don't get your merchandise, you may get whatever they have. Well, if you can't, you know, if it's a, a mixture of a 500-gram cake to a 200-gram cake, but if they're giving you helicopters and you don't want helicopters, well, right. you're, you know what I mean? And then they say, well, any product is good product. No, that's not necessarily the case, you know. So um, I'd be very leery of that. You got two strikes against you with the drop shipment program. Yeah. Um, is production and mm-hmm. getting all the pieces in one place to make it happen, which is unbelievable. Uh, our drop shipment program is a little bit differently. The products all come to Fargo and we put them together and send them to you. Uh, right. Well, it's more controlled. It's going to be more controlled that way. And even then, I'm also saying that just because you order it doesn't mean we're going to get it. I mean, we don't know. Right. Um, right. I don't think there's going to be a production. I don't think there's going to be a problem. The problem comes in, am I going to pay 13000 surcharge? You know, I'm going to say, no, let's wait till after Christmas. And now I'm, now I'm, I'm screwing myself up. But right, who, right, right. how can you pay a surcharge? I, mean, right. I, have, I have to pay a surcharge on some of the containers that are already scheduled. But I, I'm not going to, how can you pay $13,000 more? I that's mean, a lot. Of, I mean, that's just, it just seems, it seems it's just, it's arbitrage, you know. It's just over in excess and, of and what, what you need to what, charge. Why don't you make it eighty? Hey, make it a hundred thousand. Right. That's what I'm saying. Until nobody can buy nothing. Until right. we get rid of the whole fireworks industry. Well, that seems to be the way that's going. I mean, and that's basically what's going to happen. They talk about a shortage this year. There's going to be more of a shortage because nobody can afford to bring them in. I can't afford. Maybe I can afford to bring the fireworks in for me, but I cannot afford to bring them in for ten other people. No, right. You know, and that's basically what you're doing for wholesale. I'm carrying all these other people. You right. got a stand, right. I got a stand, they got a stand. Well, now I got a, I have my stand, but I got a, I'm carrying the nut for all you guys. I mean, that's what wholesale is all about. But I don't know how many people are, I don't really know. Someone's going to have to shrink their inventory. And the guy, if there is a person out there that has that kind of money, boy, kudos to him because he's going to, he's going to really capitalize on the market. But yeah. I don't know how sales are going to be. I, I and then what's he going to charge? Are Are you prepared to pay? Uh, wholesale maybe eighty dollars for a nine shot rack, and then on the on a consumer level, you're gonna you're gonna spend one sixty on one piece. Right. That's all. Yeah, and that's not like even a big and that's not even a big markup. I mean, no. that's that's only a double your markup in the seasonal item. That's this is not something that's gonna be sold every week. So right. uh, a two time markup. I mean, you know, the profit margins are shrinking. So is it really worth? You know, now some people are saying, well, I'm gonna buy all two hundred gram cakes. It's gonna be cheaper. No one's gonna be able to afford to five hundred grams. Well, you know, there's that the way that thinking right right along doesn't work either because if they can't afford the 500 grams. Then there's a lot of people who can't afford the 200 grams. So then you're back to square one. Right. Well, it just doesn't work as a house back of cards. To, you're fall. back to low sales. Right. Real low sales for the extreme rich. All right. Well, let, let's do something fun. All right. Yep. All right, let's do our fake quotes. I didn't have a quote about fireworks because the 4th is over. So we talked about how... Uh, Get ready for another episode of Fake News with Johnny Star and Ron the Baker. We talked about how COVID makes people lazy. Mm-hmm. So I got two quotes about laziness. All oh, right? boy. <laughs> Here's the first one. A life of leisure and a life of laziness are two things. There will be sleeping enough in the grave. All right. Oh yes. Somebody said that. 
Now, here's another one, and this one I got to turn it right side up okay. so I can read it. It's amazing to me how many people think that voting to have the government give poor people money is compassion. Helping poor and suffering people yourself is compassion. Voting for our government to use guns to give money to help poor and suffering people is immoral, self-righteous, bullying, laziness. Wow. So who said that? One of them was good old Ben Franklin, mm-hmm. and the other one was Penn Jillette. So uh, who, well, who would have said one? Who said the other? I think Penn Jillette said this one. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah, that's Penn, an easy Penn's one. Penn's verbose. He likes to talk a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Penn... Penn, and Penn is very well, And Washington had, had wooden teeth. He was lucky to get that saying out. Ben Franklin, you mean? I mean, Ben Franklin. <laughs> yeah, he had wooden teeth. He probably, yeah, he was like, yeah. uh, sleeping. Well, actually, so, no, George Washington had wooden teeth. Wasn't that a picture of George Washington? No, that's Ben Franklin. So who's on the, who's on? Oh, yeah, that's so Ben Franklin. That's he's Ben on the, Franklin. On the, he's on the, is it Ben the, on the? F- on the 100. On the 100? Yeah, yeah. Benjamins. Give me the Benjamins. Yeah, give me the Benjamins. I like that one rap song, because you know how I always uh, pick on the, on the, workers for listening to any rap songs with an n-word in it so i don't even care yeah. so i make them take that off but i i had to laugh at one of the rap songs that says i don't i don't need a plan i got benjamin <laughs> you know what i mean and, and then when i listen to those songs and um, i like that i don't need a plan i got, I got benjamin. benjamin you yeah. know so um you know i i tell the young kids i go i mean really you can you can watch guns and roses and you can watch Kiss and you can watch all these bands, but really they have no talent. I mean, the actual rap singer who just makes up a bunch of rhymes. I mean, raw talent. I mean, I don't know how. <laughs> what? Where? Who? Who has talent? What are you saying? <laughs> that's that's my sarcastic oh, oh, remark okay. to the kids. I go, <laughs> like, okay. yeah. I mean, Kiss has no talent. They all get right. up there and play the drums, years, guitars. Yeah. <laughs> they have no talent. But the guy on the street corner says, "I don't have a plan. I have a Benjamin." And he's got talent. He's got talent. I, <laughs> and I mean, you know, like Guns N' Roses, well, yeah. that whole tour bus, yeah, the yeah. whole, all the instruments, the, oh, yeah. the fireworks, everything. That's did, just no talent at all. Did you know, and that's funny you said that, do you know that this Kanye West guy, he's a rapper, I think, mm-hmm. right? He like, he has a list, he, and I was shocked when I heard this. My sister is trying to get tickets for my nephew, Joey. He does like, he has a, a listening party like people come and listen to your album or whatever it's a soldier field that's like sixty thousand people at soldier field and he did one recently he had a listening party but he had he didn't the album wasn't even done so he just shows up people pay sixty thousand to be in the room with him to listen to him to listen to him talk he talks i don't know there's no instruments it's just him on a stage yeah i I don't understand how that works but I, i this kanye is a genius Imagine if you have 50,000 people. That's why I said they really have the talent. I mean, these young kids, they just, you know, they listen to these songs and it just goes on and on. I'm like, that really is raw talent. Who would ever think to rhyme plan with Benjamin? I mean, I would have never done that. I I don't know. Well, I've never done a p- I've never done a parody song to a rap. And complete I I talent, complete yeah. talent. Yeah, you don't have enough talent for that. No, I don't. No, I do not. No. I do not. I do not. Yeah, that's why you're yeah. not a rap singer. I mean, me. I mean, I'm just a big fan of rap, and I'm like, those guys have just huge talent. Oh, out huge, there. huge, huge. <laughs> I mean, got more talent than their yeah. little. I mean, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin had nothing on these people. Right, I mean, right. these people are just so talented. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Oh, well, What's that other one? That other uh, group you took me two years ago, the Setzer um, Brian. Brian Setzer Orchestra. All he's awesome. No talent. None. None at all for Get, those yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, they can't even dance with their 
you know, with the horns, with and the horns, yeah. they're trying to dance, but no talent at all. Yeah, this, right. the listening party, I'm telling you, that's where it's at. Hey, just him up on a stage, yeah. three hundred bucks a person, yeah, to show up to listen to a bunch of rhymes. No, that I don't even, I don't know, I don't know. Let's let's do a quick break. We'll listen to Complete a parody talent. song. Let's listen to a parody song, and we'll come right back. Sounds we'll, good. We we'll only short, short break. Like Steve and congratulating you know, him every two seconds, you know. Yeah. Alright, Just a little news, John. 
right. Here's a letter to the editor. I thought this was interesting. We have no good news, though. Nothing no, good. No, this one is good. Letter okay. to the editor. Well, well, there is a good one. Disney is a good one. Okay, Disney this is one, a good uh, one. This one, letter to the editor. Last month, we celebrated our country's birthday, the 4th of July, when we went to Lake Sacagawea and watched uh, the fireworks, watched the parade, and enjoyed the food vendors and swap meet at the lake. The one thing that needs to change is when people in their neighborhood pick up their fireworks after they shoot them off. The day after the 4th, I rode my bike in Longview, and I went to different streets. The streets were littered with leftover garbage and the fireworks. I mean, I thought this was worth talking about because we always talk about fireworks safety and stuff. But, I mean, it is a privilege to shoot off fireworks, and everybody wants to do it. And the last thing, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you love fireworks. The last thing you want to do is have people... Uh, you know, just just do the right thing and clean up. This way, don't give people the don't give people an excuse to try and cancel you. Yeah, and and not only that, but fireworks is just like um, anything else—a bottle of beer, a popcorn bag, whatever right. the case is. I and mean, litter is litter, no matter what form. So if you're going to have a picnic and you leave all your cans, bottles, right. everything else behind, you know, same thing applies. So right. I don't, you know, when you have fireworks, I mean, you know, we do a lot of wedding shows and. That's one of the first things we do. After, I mean, we we pull off a lot of paper before we shoot the fireworks to make less mess, and then after the fireworks are over, you know, we're at right. least stacking them, we're hosing them and stacking them near the dumpster, so well, not right. to so throw be, them in yeah, the dumpster. Just clean up, clean up but after yourself, and clean this up. Way. Yeah, you don't want a venue canceled because of litter, which would be the same thing if you were picnicking and left bottles and cans and food and everything else behind. Yeah. Nobody wants to clean up after you. Oh yeah, well. Yeah, just clean up after yourself. Yep. All right, this one, Disney, Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Walt Disney World Resort has released a new rendering for Disney Enchanted. Enchantment, the all-new fireworks spectacular at the Magic Kingdom Park. There's nothing better than a Disney fireworks show. They must be Fantastic, spend, yeah. Yeah, a new display will debut October 1st. And that kind of stinks. I saw the, a commercial for this the other day. 50th anniversary of Disney World, and they're in the middle of this conundrum with the COVID and everything. I just, uh, yeah. The world's most magical celebration. So... If you like good fireworks shows, and there's some renderings, it looks like they got pattern shells, um, you know, going off in the air yeah. and stuff. Well, so it looks, looks like, good. Well, maybe we have to t- take the podcast on a road and go to. Uh, I'm in and do the uh, the fireworks in I, at Disney. I I have this strange urge lately to go to an amusement park. It's weird. I I, I just like want to walk around amusement park. every just, day. Just I do that. You, I mean, every do? day I want to go to amusement lately. Park. I've just had this desire. Yeah. I say we go. Yeah. Me and you at the Grand Floridian drinking mint juleps. What, what <laughs> else could be better? <laughs> okay, well, I don't know about the mint juleps. Well, you know, my new drink of choice now has been, uh, for summertime, has been vodka and lemonade during the day. Okay, you're a day uh, if, drinker if I'm Well, if I'm drinking during oh, the day. Okay. And then at night, I will switch definitely over. Well, you know, you go to so many these uh, outdoor, you know, things. So, right, you know, you're right, sitting out right, in the sun or right. whatever like that. And, you know, my group starts earlier and earlier on Wednesday. They start at like 2.30 now. So it's still daytime for me. I'm, right. I'm like a, you know, an, a 9 o'clock drinker. But at 2.30, you know, when you have no friends, you have to, you know, you can't, you beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> so you're like, oh, 2.30, that's it. That's an appointment anyways. Yeah. So I meet them at 2.30. Well, then I, I better have a, you know, I mean, usually after I eat, but I'll have a, you know, then I'll just order vodka lemonade, you know. Yeah, because it's it's Sounds funny good. with food. I have to have a coke. 
I could drink before right. and after, but during yeah. a meal time, I have to have a Coke for some reason. So uh, normally what I try and do at 2.30 is have lunch with a Coke and then start drinking afterwards to keep up with them. Mm-hmm. But I've been doing the vodka lemonade, which has been um, you know fairly good drink well, for well, me. I would be drinking, too, if I had 13,000 extra per container. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, when you fear the time is near anyways, you might as well, you know, start drinking now. You yeah, know? yeah, well, drinking early. Yeah, I mean, so. I counted up all the money I have, and... I think I have enough. I forgot what it was. I think I have enough for about 87,000 drinks. There you go. You know. Yeah. At at what, two, three bucks a drink? No, I was thinking more like, you know, five, six bucks a drink. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So so 87,000 drinks and, you know, it's just three, four a day. You're you're covered for quite some time. And then I heard exciting news yesterday. They said um, eating a hot dog takes... Three minutes off of your life, really, and then eating Why? another food, you know, because because they're bad or whatever. Okay, but I, I guess you don't take into f- account maybe working out. Can maybe can that do anything with the minutes? I would think it would add some back because if you start yeah. if you start calculating all the hot dogs I've eaten in my life, you'd be we're gonna have put you. I, on I mean, I think tomorrow I'm done. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't think I don't, I don't, think, I don't know if you're going to make it to the end of the show. If you took yeah, if you took three <laughs> minutes off my life for every hot dog, you eat a there lot. There were there were some there were some days I lost nine minutes a day. Well, yeah. I mean, there was times when I was working. I mean, I I've been eating two hot dogs ever since I was five years old. Yeah. I've never eaten more than two. I only eat two hot dogs at a time, you know, like at, yeah. an, at a sitting. So you I'm figure go Sue Portillo's. Yeah, I mean you figure um, you know, five years old, and then you figure at that time I was maybe having six a week, and there's some weeks I might have had ten because I really love hot dogs that I could easily stop for a couple hot dogs every day for lunch. It's like my yeah. lunch. I well, mean, I right. could easily do that. I don't, but I can. So if you take off all those minutes and you minus my dad's age, since I got pretty much his genes, I would think. Uh, minus the scotch and the smoking, I should actually go longer. I, I but then you, you yeah, but we'll now you, but now you put the three minutes the hot, the hot dogs, dog, yeah. and then they said yeah. something like pizza takes off a minute, which all right, I lost ten minutes there, big deal, you know. But you don't uh, eat a lot of pizza. No, not a lot of per pizza. slice. Uh, no, I think per pizza. Or so. I oh, don't know. Oh. They, it was on. Uh, it was on the news uh, yesterday or one yeah, of them. Just let's stations. scare people more. It's yeah, COVID mm-hmm. ain't bad enough. Yeah. So yeah, you 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 put the COVID in there, and then you put the and then you mine, and then you put on the hot dogs and everything else. I'm I'm tomorrow. Like I said, I might not even make the end of the show. That's I was <laughs> feeling a little lightheaded as it was. <laughs> you're, you know? you're looking a little peaked. Yeah. <laughs> Diwali, John. I don't know. Diwali's India, right? Um, yeah. Uh, no, Diwali is a holiday in India. Okay. All right. So there's there's uncertainty continuing to loom over the sale and use of firecrackers during Diwali. The Indian fireworks. Industry production has come down drastically by 60%. Um, about three, 300,000 workers are directly employed, whereas another 500,000 workers are in the allied sectors. Um, so I guess the problem is the demand from North India has come down drastically as there is uncertainty about sales of fireworks during Diwali. Further, the huge leftover stock of last year with the wholesalers and retailers is also impacting the production this year. So, um, so what fireworks. fireworks are we getting out of India? That why aren't well, we I switching think this, to I, India? Well, maybe, maybe if they're making be. that many. I was under the impression not making that many, but if they're making all these fireworks, what are they making then? Because what are we fooling around Something with China for? When you know, let's start. Uh, Won't the shipping be the same problems? I don't know. I don't know. I what, think we have a trip to India coming up. I then. think a trip to uh, India would be. Uh, I mean, 
I've always heard that they don't have the technology and all that, but they're talking about all these shipments. And I don't picture China being very technologically advanced. When well, they've been fireworks. doing it for a long time. Well, yeah, they've you been know. doing it for a long time. And India's work ethic, I'm going to tell you something, India's work ethic is forget about it. I mean, they have traffic jams because people pull over and pray. I mean, so, you know, when you start putting that in there, can you imagine you, you, you got to get these cases, you got to get this stuff loaded and that everybody's praying. And they pray different. They don't pray together. They all pray at different times because it's based on whatever they base it on. So I don't okay. know about the work ethic there. New, uh, no, let's go to North Dakota, John. All right. 70, nearly 70, uh, North Dakota, something about the census. Fargo, Western North Dakota, see huge population gains. Look at that, more people to sell fireworks to. Mm -hmm. In new census figures, nearly 70,000 people live in the core of the oil patch. Mackenzie, Williams, Montreal, and Dunn counties, driven up over the last decade by a 74% surge in residents. Well, yeah, because of the uh, the fracking out there. But then that yeah. kind of went down when fuel went down. But now I would imagine fracking... Um, yeah, you know, was is going up if the companies are still in business because a lot of them lost everything when they pulled out. So yeah, driven by a booming oil production and burgeoning tech sector, North Dakota population has grown as recorded by the 2020 census. Stood out nationally in seven or several ways. The Peace Garden State is that what's called the Peace Garden State? I thought that was New Jersey. The, no, that's the uh, I don't know what it's called, but the Garden State. New Jersey is the yeah, Garden this State. Is the Peace Garden State. Population ballooned to 779,000. That's it. A nearly 16% jump over 2010 headcount. It used to be 500,000, something like that. The growth before. rate landed in the top five states in the country and gave it outlier status in the broadly stagnant Midwest. Well, yeah, people are moving there because it's a nice place to go. And they had low unemployment. The population of McKenzie County, which lies in the heart of oil country, and includes Watford City, grew by 131% since 2010. Yeah. More than any other county in the nation. It was like the Wild West out there. I mean, I hear stories about how just people living in campers and trailers and right. just it was like a free-for-all. Yeah, know? wow. Bismarck, the state capital, grew by 20%. Grand Forks saw 100, oh no, 12. Grand Forks saw 12% growth with 59,000 people. Uh, Minot grew by 18%. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Dickinson, it doesn't say uh, West, oh, okay. The state's largest metro area even got bigger as Fargo and West Fargo picked up significant gains. Fargo's population expanded to 125,000 inhabitants, a rise more than 19%. West yeah. Fargo rocketed up nearly 50%. Yeah, see what happened to a lot of the people who moved out west for the oil, they also then moved back to Fargo when the right. oil went down. But they stayed in jobs. North Dakota. They stayed in North Dakota. All right. Uh, I, I find that funny to be the Peace Garden State. I don't know what kind of garden you grow when it's 39 below zero, and that's not <laughs> the wind chill. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, how long is your gardening Even. season? Two, eight weeks? <laughs> Even the ice struggles. Yeah. All right, last thing, John. Let's do it. What would Johnny do? <laughs> we haven't done with these in a while. In today's mood, who knows? <laughs> All right. If you had a loved one, John, I'm sure you have some loved ones, loved ones, but we won't name anyone. So let's say you had a loved dog or a loved loved person. Mm. Uh, there's a new thing now, John. 3D printed cremation urns replicates your loved one's head. Look at this one; it's Obama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a cremation supplies company now claims to be selling 3D printed memorial urns in the shape of your loved one or celebrity hero. If you're at a loss for how to store the ashes of your loved ones 
After cremation, one cremation supply store is offering a novel solution, 3D-printed urn. And not just any head, these urns are custom-made using 3D modeling to be the portrait of your loved one. If so, you can choose a celebrity such as Barack Obama. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say you know before the end of the year you're gonna see you know Gene Simmons face will be Kiss urns. They sell. Let me everything. see that urn there for a minute. This gives me a good idea. So so that's a 3D printed urn, right? So it's like 2,600 bucks. What do they take the picture or something? Well, yeah, they 3D print it. You yeah. put the image in a computer and it makes the it makes it out of. And plastic. what's it made out? Plastic. Plastic. So what w- would you? I guess there's several questions we could ask on this topic, but at the end of the day, would you like, if a loved one died, would you put their ashes in a f- urn of their face and have it staring at you from the mantle all day while you're watching TV? Um, no, that scares me. Yeah, right. First of all, I I don't want to burn a loved one because, you know, most of my loved ones, as myself, been burned all, all through our life. I don't want to be burned in death. So I'm not going to cremate any of my loved ones. I don't care what their wishes are. They're going out the way I want them to go out. So that's just it for them. Okay. Second of all, um, I certainly, I don't like a clown picture. I certainly don't want, like, my dad's face staring at me. What do you mean you don't like a clown picture? I don't like a clown picture. They scare me. You know, a you don't like pictures of clowns? The eyes, yeah, oh. the eyes. They follow you all over the, the room. The movie, It, must leave you yeah, comatose. Terrified. Yeah. Comatose. Yeah, okay. So I don't like clown pictures because I feel the eyes. Now, if that thing was staring at me, I'm watching TV, I look up, uh, or, you know, just like in your sister's house, um, they had all those monsters. The Halloween stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, you come down at night, you know, with, all, with a few of the lights left off, right. I'd be a little afraid. I mean, right, so right, right. for me, I don't think the urn would um, would be good. But watching and seeing that, I just came up with an, I came up with another ingenious idea well, okay. that I'd like to use that for, but I can't say it because then people will just copy my oh, well, idea, well, and it? then and then what's it going to be We could just worth? say trademark Johnny Star, and then if somebody steals it, you can get money from. Yeah, it. well, I'm going to do something like that. But okay. I just got, yeah, that's a, I got an idea for that. These so urns, that's kind of good. These urns are available in two sizes: a keepsake size for six hundred dollars, which will hold a portion of the ashes of a cremated body. And a full size for 2600 will hold the ashes of an entire cremated body. Both sizes come on heavy marble bases to avoid being tipped over. I like the marble base. Yeah. I like that there's sort of space in the head. So I'm a, you know what, someone's going to think of it anyways. I might as well just oh, lay it okay. out there. So what I would rather have, because I collect banks, I would like to have a picture, not of that a fool, 3D but a 3D bank. printed bank. Yeah, So you can face. put coins in my face. Might even put your face There up you go. There, I you like know that. What I mean? Maybe the like... The Pyro Slut Girl. The Pyro Slut Girl. There might be somewhere there, but nice. that would be a cool bank. I don't want to put a... I don't want a bunch of people's ashes laying in there. And then the thing is you can do, too, is, okay, say, like, you die. So now I could have your urn up there some ashes and then say Paul dies and I can have Paul's face. I'm going to have like this collection of heads almost like they did, wasn't it like Africa where they had like a take off your head and whatever and you well, have right. these collections of heads, you right. know, on like the, on the stick, yeah. back in whatever, you know. Mm. So could you imagine though like having a mantle because if it just holds the portions, like I'll do the $600 ones all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just get like, <laughs> I was, hey, you know, Pauline, can you give me some ashes? You know, I just need to fill all up right. the urn. I'll just take you one know. of your dad's ashtrays from uh, Cabo. Yeah, he had tons of ashes there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because, uh, like I say, nobody I know is going to get cremated, but there's a few banks that I would like to have. You know, like yeah. my buddy Bruce that died, maybe I'd have a bank 
of him. Of him. Just drop some coins in there. You know? Right. So you're remembering your dad, but you're yeah. remembering whoever, but you, or Bruce, but you don't yeah. necessarily need his ashes. You just need a bank. I need a bank. You know, right. and a bank would be cool because a bank's not staring at you. It's not up on a mantle. Lucky, know. lucky for you, you got a lot of fat friends. You could store more money in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get like a bank for uh, Big Mike. I mean, Jesus oh, geez, Christ, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We don't have that much money, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, they, they also offer 12-inch posable action figure urns, and here's where it starts to get a little more strange. The images from the action figure section seem mainly to have taken from a website called That's My Face. Well, whatever. So, but you can get an action figure too. Oh, so you're what you're going to have me do once again like the, like on the happy ending cake. I'm going to use your face and give you a better body. And oh, of you're course. You're going to become an action figure. Yeah, yes. With the kung fu grip. Die. Yeah. I got to have the kung fu grip. <laughs> Say, "Wow, Ron was in such good shape." <laughs> no, he wasn't. He just is an action figure in death. It's an artist <laughs> rendering. You got to use a little artistic license. <laughs> Well, wonderful. That's it. We're done. We got a next uh, next stop is NFA, NFA Erie, Pennsylvania. Erie. So I guess we are taking it on the road because we're going to Erie, Pennsylvania. Right. So right. Um, so um, yeah, it would be nice for the. Um, I think we should go to Disney. The Disney for October first to do a podcast there. Maybe we, if you well see if you can you know use your resources and you're a man of many resources. Uh. And a man of a lot of time. Um, no, no, not really. But I've okay. got more time later. Things are no things, things are, are falling off the plate. Yeah, no, you don't have. Yeah, you yeah. don't have a lot of time. No, I can, no, yeah. but they're starting to fall off the plate one are, by are, one. Is it is it going good or and is or adding more? I mean, I'm adding more. You're adding less. No, what do you mean adding more? I mean, you're not adding more on your plate. Things are starting. No, to things drop are off. starting to drop off. Okay. I mean, I have. Well, yeah, because you're in the middle of a move. You're in the I middle of. Well, right, right. You got remodeling going on. I had my, I had my father's on. house that closed yesterday, so we got that one. So things are yeah. See, in your case, things. Had a golf outing, off. yeah. That, yeah, that one came off the book. So yeah, see, things I'm, I'm are flying off time. your plate. My plate just keeps going over. I moved into a if pasta bowl, <laughs> you know. If anybody's you know watching the, the YouTube channel, we haven't put one out there in probably a month, but I've been so busy. Yeah, you've been busy. So, but there will start to be. We did a bunch when we were out in Fargo. In so July. what I was thinking of your resources and now right. a few things have fallen off your plate. If you can get a hold of like some key, some really key people, fireworks people, fireworks people in yeah. Di- in behind the scenes at Disney. There you go. Well, that'd be go a cool Disney podcast, and we can just sit there and interview them, kind of like what we did with Edson oh. Contreras in yes. in Mexico. In Mexico. So if we could really put our resources together. I could we'll see, see that being a being a doable trip. All if right. not, I'm gonna just head down to Mexico, but without a passport, I'm not going anywhere. Well, so. Well, so what is this with your passport? You I, should. I, I mean, you, you is it? So I waited. Are you online. on some band list or something? No, I, waited on, know about? I waited online for 35 minutes, and the guy says, he's from the East Coast, and real nice guy. He's like, I, I can't help you. We, we can't look that up anymore. We used to be able to look up your application, but they took that power away from us. We can't look that up. Everything's online. You go online, you punch in the passwords, all the stuff, and it just says nothing available. There's nothing. There's been no updates, no emails, no nothing, no text messages, nothing. So... And you have nowhere to call, which is kind of frustrating that right. you, you're you in limbo, you have no passport, but and they say go on a website, and you go on the website, and it says nothing. Right. You wow. know, I mean, so it's very frustrating. And then my next step after I leave here is I'm going to go to Northbrook FedEx, where I spent $400 to send this passport out and say, can... Can you guys give me any light on this? I mean, is there somewhere that maybe... Well, don't you have the receipt? You can just track it. Yeah, well, it, it, the last email I got was July 16th, okay? All right, so it's a month ago. It's a month ago. and Well, this is a lesson to all you kiddies out there. Don't let your passport expire. 
Well, it doesn't matter when you do it because you got to turn your passport in. So you got to send them the old my one, right? And then they send you ex- the old. They send yeah. you the old one back. My passport new. wasn't expired. I was being. I have to be proactive because some countries don't even let you. Um, some companies don't even let you fly countries, travel yeah. if it's six months before your expiration. Right. Mexico is not one of them, but still, I needed to uh, right. do it. So it said you're. So basically, it says track order status. And it said FedEx for delivery in Washington at the FedEx facility at the destination right. resort facility, Dooley's, Virginia, View Moore, Dulles. Uh, yeah, Dulles, D U L L E S, Dulles, Virginia. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then it said departed uh, FedEx in Indiana, arrived Indiana from, you know, Northbrook. Oh, so it's on so its way it, back. It went over. So, no, it just it's says. Your documents are being reviewed, and then when oh. you track the history, it tells you where it went, but yet there's been no updates since July 16th. Wow. So, and you can't even call nobody to, Isn't you know, there like a passport office in downtown Chicago that you can go talk to? I don't know, because during COVID, that's why I had a, because uh, yeah. before you used to go down there and get a... Get a um, quick one. Get a quick one in one day. You had to pay extra, but yeah. Okay, so as long as we're on the same podcast. Okay. What? Uh, Bob Kellner wrote back, no problem, Johnny. Ed will take care of your booth best. Wow. So See? we're going to have a so we're gonna have fireworks soon. brigade booth next to the Star So my, my thing was, I'm sitting with Ron, and he had mentioned to me that he tried to uh, email Steve quite a few times. He was wondering if they are still willing to give us uh, give fireworks brigade a booth for the sake of broadcasting. Perhaps next to mine, if you can, or anywhere in the con- convention. If you can, or anywhere in the convention uh, center, like last year. Steve had done that for us before, but I'm not sure about this year. And he responded back, "No problem." Nice. So All that's right. good. Yeah, it's one thing about so I we, will say about the NFA. They take care of us. They really do. Uh, they take care of us. They're interested in you know promoting what we have to say and promoting us. So um, I'm very happy for that. And then we'll just quickly respond once again. So um, thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. So the uh, Pyro Slut T-shirts are in my car. All right. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing. That's, the uh, uh, the Pyro Slut, well, the NFA metal signs are on their way to me. I okay. Paid, I paid for those. Okay. And the Pyro, we got censored, John. Pyro I, Slut got censored. I, you know what? <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> the guy who makes... We have, I can't believe we didn't talk about this. The guy, yes. the guy who makes our metal signs, a great guy, Robert. Tin- See now, if you if you didn't stay for the encore of this you show, would, yes, you would you would have missed it. Right, right. If you didn't stay for the my encore. point taken. The, Robert at uh, the metal uh, the the tin shop. It's in Branson, Missouri, and apparently, and I did not know this. It's in a um, religious theme park. <laughs> and so, <laughs> <laughs> only you, only you could pick a religious theme park uh, well, the and g- send them a, a metal well, sign well, yeah, says but, Pyro Slot. Well, but the signs that he makes are twenty dollars cheaper than the ones that they're making for you in Fargo right now. So twenty dollars cheaper? How much are these signs? I, I think the signs are like thirty bucks a sign. We only sell the signs, or maybe they're twenty bucks. They're 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 way they're way more. You know, what I sold the signs for just because I I got to get rid of vast inventory so yeah. I can make more. Twenty dollars, two for thirty-five. Well, you only pay ten, so that's a good deal. Oh, well, that's okay. a good deal. Well, I just so, told but anyway, so <laughs> I said, <laughs> okay. but, but we're paying I'll, twenty. I'll edit this out. We'll just beat it out. Pay, no, that's okay. Well, well you're, pay, you're paying twenty. Now we're paying twenty. For, well, just for this one run, because I, I sent the pyro slut image to Robert out in Branson, 
And, you know, a week later, he's not very responsive, but we I always have enough lead time, so he's okay. And uh, he's like, um, you know, well, I could do the first one, which is our NFA image, which is fine. It's like a Steelers football helmet because we're in, we're in Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, close enough. So, and then he's like, but... I just can't do this other one because it's too suggestive. Well, I'm like, and I'm emailing back. I'm like, well, it's hardly pornographic. It's maybe suggestive. I could see it. Obviously, it's a girl licking a rocket, for God's sake. So I mm-hmm. get it. I was like, but it wouldn't go, be any, who's going to see it, it? It wouldn't be any different if you, you and then in hindsight, we could have made, we could have made the rocket like the old fashioned rocket. Um, uh-huh. What do you call those? Um, popsicle. Remember years yeah, ago, they yeah. had the rocket the pop. popsicle. Well, they still sell those. Yeah, pop. and they had like painted red, white, and blue. Now right. we could have actually did that, and it'd be a but, but it'd be no it different matter. than it's licking right. a popsicle. Well, right. You know what I said? I said, well, you know, I said just make it at nighttime when nobody's around. He's like, well, kids can walk in. I'm like, well, just cover them up real quick or put them in another room. I don't know what to tell you. I said, but you know, you want to not do our order. He's like, well, maybe you could change the image. So you and I talked about it. We were going to put a little censored sticker over because her tongue touches the rocket mm-hmm. he's like well maybe if her tongue doesn't touch the rocket so you and i were going to do the sticker and everything but i called kyle uh our our um, designer after he got done laughing he's like well i guess i can move her tongue off the rocket he goes i can't do it very much because first i said well can you have her not have a tongue can you make her like just kiss the rocket mm-hmm. i'm like he's like well then you got to change the shape of her mouth and i get that i'm like it's a lot of work so yeah you know, it's not like this is just, it's not Disney. We're not, we're not, you know. Yeah, uh, you can move the rock yeah. over. Yeah. We're not, I, uh, you know, Pixar here. We, yeah. you know, yeah. we don't just don't do that. He's like, well, so, but I can, you know, he goes, I can move her back from the rocket a little bit. And I, when that's, and I asked Robert and Robert said, no, that'll be fine. And of course I sent them the revised version and he's like, you know what? I just, I can't do it. And yeah. so Dino and Steve found a guy in Grand Forks or in mm-hmm. Fargo. I don't know where it is. And, yeah. And I just told those guys, I said, yeah, make like 25 of the yeah. pyro slut, the metal signs. and Yeah, just for Yeah, just, just so we have them. I was like, you know, but, and I said, well, use the original image, don't use the censored one. Because the cake was such a big hit, people were <laughs> buying it for the label. They didn't even care that they even bought the colored version, you know. <laughs> well, it's, I can't wait till, we can't wait till we do Which it. Which also, once again, you know. We're not prejudiced at Star Fireworks. We had the colored version and a color. Yeah, it's not colored. It's just a color version. Oh, okay. I thought it was a colored version. <laughs> no, it's Got a it. color version. Oh, okay, my so one, mistake. So one, one with less noise than the other. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, now. here, that was a colored uh, version. Okay. <laughs> we, we could just name the podcast Color Not Colored and see how that goes. <laughs> It's just a color no version. No matter what you say, is not politically no, correct. So nothing, that's why I don't even try anymore. No, nothing is political. No, oh, not man. at all. Everybody's calling me. Uh, yeah. And nothing, yeah. So so anyway, so we'll have a lot of pyro slut merchandise at the uh, at the NFA. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll have the censored version and the uncensored version. Um, so uh, whatever. So pyro slut is, is uh, so I'm glad to hear that it sold really well. Yeah, it's, it's sold uh, immediately. Yeah, so we immediately. Do have, we do have some color ones, but yeah, it didn't last through Thursday. I mean, no. you know, and, um, you know, and, and I try to tell Steve, too, you know, when I earmark. Steve's very concerned about that label. Yeah. Well, when I earmark certain things for convention, you know, the key is, you know, I understand that a, a sale is a sale in his right. eyes. And he's trying to like, oh, but look at all the great things I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. And look, we're selling. OK, well, once again, it's not hard to sell products like that. Yeah. But <laughs> the reason why we 
don't mind selling it with PGIs. A, I have to make the rent. B, that's all they want. And C, these people drive a long way to get to PGI and they bring trailers and tractors. I'd rather take care of them people there than just having a guy call up in his underwear and just say, yeah, send me a pallet of them. It's, right. Yes, I get it. The sale's a sale, but we also... You know, there's other things for the guy sitting home in his underwear to buy, but at right. the PGI, they're only looking for certain things. Right, and you want to keep him happy. Keep him happy, yeah. Right. So right. a lot of stuff I earmarked, like Pyro Slut, you know, a lot of it got sold before I even got to the PGI, which, you really, know, that they, doesn't... They bought it sight unseen. Yeah, that doesn't help me, you know, when I'm trying to do it at PGI, so... It yeah. is what well, it is, but, you know. Um, I'm glad to hear it, it was flying off the shelves. Yeah, so then we just had to reorder it because... At, with another $13,000. Yeah, with another $13,000 in freight, you know, <laughs> might as well shoot myself in the head. So a new Pyro Slut's <laughs> going to be on sale for four ninety nine a piece. <laughs> and then we'll see how many we sell. Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, I, mean, I can't wait to go to NFA and yeah. talk, talk with all those people. So. No, it's going to be fun. And yeah. it's going to be, uh, I hope they, we don't know anything about the afterglow. We don't know anything about anything. But uh, we'll No, see but it's nice that we'll have our booth set up in the trade show, so this way we can actually enjoy the afterglow. Yes, so uh, that'll be good. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. All right, when we talk to you, and come by and see us at the uh, NFA. Yeah, so stop we'll, by the booth, and, uh, we'll, get a, and uh, we'll probably give them a, a, a free T-shirt, maybe, if that's in the budget. I don't know. Uh, well, you paid for the T-shirt. Oh, that's it's right, once deal. again, yeah. I mean, well, it's either that or give them <laughs> Guns N' Roses tickets. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>